Welcome to episode 41 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Barman. What are we doing for our golden anniversary? 41? That's golden? No, 50? for 50. <laughs> Topless. <laughs> <coughs> what is the 50th anniversary? <clears throat> That's the gold, isn't it? I don't know. Silver's 25? Silver's 25. 15 or 10? Is there a bronze? I don't know. Um... No, no, ask Barman and Bevo anything segment this week because I didn't put it out on social media. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were doing it. I was swamped I, well, like remember, all day. Yeah, I know. I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I, hey, bro, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have time to do any notes. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It's totally fine. Um, I've been doing better with my notes, though. No, they're, they're super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you showed up like. As I had just started writing my notes for the show. Oh. Because I was babysitting Violet until Jess got home and she got home a little late. Oh, okay. So, so, I mean, she walked in the door maybe like five minutes before you got here. Oh, cool. I'm glad I wasn't too early. <laughs> um, Otherwise, Violet would be our, 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 our co-host. Uh, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be, one of us would be feeding her right now. <laughs> um, it's been a long time, Mike. Yeah. For you? Yeah. All your kids are... In, High school or college at this point. Yeah, college or graduates. Yep. Um, do you want to start with a tour of California? Or you want to start with a Jiro? It's up to you. You're the you're you're the Phil Liggett of our show. No, I get stuff right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with a Jiro. Um, we'll recap stages seven, eight, and nine. Um, we've already previewed ten, so we'll preview eleven, twelve, thirteen. Um, and maybe 14 and 15, just to fill, fill up yeah, some, sure. some time. All right, so uh, stage seven. I don't think we're going to be short. There's a lot. Of, this is very cycling heavy based on my notes. Right. Unless we discuss Atlanta United or the NHL or the Players' well, Championship. Or we've got golf. The Players' Championship or the Preakness. Those are the only things I wrote down. Right. Um, um, and a little hockey. I know your season's over, but that doesn't mean everybody I, else I actually does. watched the game last night. Did you watch? Part of it. Oh, the Lightning game? Mm-hmm. Boy, the Caps are just beating beating them up. Man, if they can if they can get out of this round in four or five games, they should win the cup. Should should win the cup. Just like the Capitals, though, they can grab, <laughs> they can grab defeat out of the jaws of victory. Something that's funny. <clears throat> Scott Patton sent me a note about the Capitals. I think at when I was at the Velodrome for the Kieran, and he's like, you know, it's every I've kind of kept this under my lid, but I'm a Capitals fan, even though I don't really watch hockey anymore. I go, wow. man, I think you guys are looking good this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, so let's start with stage seven of the Giro. Um, if I go back to my notes from the last show, stage seven was from, and I do not have it written down. So <laughs> it was the after the rest day, so it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, Priya Amari. In Praia, I thought it was the pizza are... stage. No. You mean the ragu stage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get Sam Bennett of Bora Hansgrohe. He wins. Yes. He's Irish? Yes. Irish sprinter. Uh, yeah, I sprinted Baviani. Very, very patient sprint. Nice. It was very good. Uh, and, and Bennett actually rode in a straight line, so. Maybe Cavendish should watch some tape on that. Ooh. <laughs> 
Uh, Yates remains in pink after stage seven. Yep. Uh, this was a sprinter stage, I believe. Yes. Okay. So no real big surprises here. No one lost lots of time. Nope. No, no major wrecks. Nope. Um, I saw stage eight finished in the rain. The climbing stage? I believe so. Um, or is that... When did we last record? Thursday. Thursday night? Yeah. So we're only talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Correct. Okay. So yeah, Saturday it was raining. It was a climb. We had Richard... Uh, that was Etna, Mount Etna, wasn't it? No, that was stage six. That was... Okay. Um, Richard... Is it Carpaz? Is that, I get that right? He's Ecuadorian. He's the first Ecuadorian ever to yeah, win he's a, the a movie star rider um, to win a Grand Tour stage. Right. Um, Carpaz. Carpaz. Excuse me. I wrote it down wrong. Um, first Ecuadorian to win a Grand Tour stage. Froome down goes down one tenth. Yes. And then he I actually got, crashed at the bottom of the climb. On his right side that he had injured from his uh, previous crash and uh, before the TT. When's he going to abandon? He says he's not. He says he's here to race. He cycling it. News asked about that. or I don't believe Cycling News is allowed in the press conference. I believe they get the secondhand knowledge. Um, he's not. They're not allowed in the Sky press conference? Not usually. <laughs> they, they had upset Brailsford uh, earlier, but... After that pro sky, <laughs> after after that pro sky um, uh, posting about the fact that the uh, testing procedures might not be uh, true, <clears throat> or some of the published material, uh, they might have moved up a little bit. Um, Froom down one ten Yates up sixteen on sixteen seconds on Dumoulin is what I've written. Down. Yeah, from the end of this, from from the finish of the stage. Another 16 seconds to put him at, I think, 30-something? Um, I don't know. All I have is, I know, so I know stage nine was Yates one mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, it looked like it was a somewhat of a sprint based on what I was reading. The, the climbing stage? Let me see what stage nine looks like. Gran Sasso, is that a climb? Yeah, that's a climb. That was the climbing stage. There was a lar- very large group together with about 2K to go. And Jumelin dropped a third. Yeah. Um, uh, because Pino was, I believe, 12 seconds ahead of him, maybe? Or no. Chavez. Yates, Pino, Chavez, and movie stars Carapaz could follow Posivo's push. But heading into the final 100 meters, it was the previously quiet Yates who picked up the right time to strike. He came around the outside of Pino to take Michelton Scott's second win in four days. Uh, that's directly from Cycling News. Right. Today's result sees Yates swell to 32 seconds ahead of tomorrow's rest day. Teammate Chavez now lies second, while Dumoulin uh, drops to third. Another climbing stage back. where Yates... Yates actually won the stage by attacking in the final uh, couple hundred meters. Is the Chavez the guy that won the stage? Yes. A couple days earlier with yes. with him. Yes. Um. Froome down two thir- two twenty nine and Aru down two thirty six. Yes. Unwinnable at this point for those two. Uh, you never know. The um, it doesn't seem like the leaders have a lot of teammates available. 
So if someone did go on the attack early in a stage, <clears throat> you could definitely get a minute or a minute and a half back. It looks like um, Sky's got a pretty solid team at the Tour of California, too. Well, the, the yeah. Um, well, at least from what Sky I saw today's stage. I actually thought that they brought as strong or uh, the strongest team they've ever brought to to the Giro. Um, this might be part of the there's only eight guys instead of nine guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, for the teams having one less rider, I think we're seeing fewer people, fewer people, leaders having helpers. Because um, really, Chavez isn't a helper for um, Adam Yates. Uh, he's really there to be a GC contender and take his own chances. So um, there would definitely be a possibility that Chavez could go up the road uh, like from the second to last climb sometime mm-hmm. coming up and really put pressure on everyone and end up getting a couple of minutes on on people before the time trial. I think the, the Zone Cologne uh, stage 15... Um, they may try to do something like that, or send him early, and then and then Yates just stay with everybody. Um, so we go into ten is to tomorrow. No, ten was Monday. Right. Ten is tomorrow. Stage ten is, ten is tomorrow. Ten is tomorrow. Eleven is Tuesday. Uh, 12 is Wednesday, Thursday, 13th. Just trying to get my num- days in order. Uh, well, it's it's a little bit off. It's one day off because they started a day early, had an yeah. extra rest day. Yeah. And so it does kind of throw every everyone off a bit. All right. So stage 11. From CC to Osimo, 156K. Hilly to start. Kind of looks like you said it would be like a breakaway stage. Somebody's going to win and they're going to win in a breakaway. Right. Yeah. Well, there's two mountains, but they come in the first half of the stage. Yeah. It looks like the ride is mostly downhill towards the end, but there, it does look like a slight uphill finish. Right. If I remember correctly. So that would usually be like a... So, and while I was doing this, I noticed that stage 12 starts in Osimo. Does that help the team, the team's... From a hotel perspective to ride into a town, they don't have to travel by bus an hour or two away to get to the next town. Well, honestly... Does it matter? I don't think it really matters anymore now that the team buses are involved with what they do. It's not like in the old days when you had to sit in the back seat of a car or the front seat of a car as you're traveling between... You know, they're on the... Yes, the buses probably take a little bit longer than the cars to get to get to the next stage. But you have all the captain's chairs, all right. the you're able to get a massage actually in the bus uh, if you wanted to, and all that. So I think it's pretty similar to NFL players that are upset about going to London. Um, you know, they have they have their they're own there private, for like a whole week. They have their own private jet that flies them, yeah. or baseball teams that say West Coast swings. Um, uh, but and now even football teams they go to the West Coast sometimes if they have two West Coast games or staying in Los Angeles or San Francisco or Seattle yeah. uh, for a whole week instead of coming back mm-hmm. and losing that time and kind of doing fun stuff and kind of making it like a little field Holiday. trip type yeah. yeah field trip kind of thing so in some ways yes yes it's helpful um, 
but with the with the new way teams are set up with the buses and and that I I I wouldn't mind taking an hour long bus bus trip after just to decompress just to get a shower put some headphones in just mentally do, just do, do your rest. own thing mm-hmm. well I mean the one thing I would think is you're already in that town okay so assuming assuming you know they they finish the stage in Osmo they stay in Osmo right that's two hours they get to. Hey, maybe go lay down in bed. Maybe go take a bath. Maybe go get you know get your massage, right? Or just go get some food. Well, and just kind of get away from the the yeah. team. Well, the team. Well, they would have the to. The team eat would with organize the, all that the, stuff. The, the anyway. team, you have to eat with the team. You, you you might be you're allowed to have like a snack or so, right? But you can't like make dinner plans like to have your wife come into town right. and like go out that doesn't she would probably just join you with the team if she was invited yeah. yes and some some countries team some teams uh that's more welcome than others depending on what's going on and then how, depending what, on how much cheating they got to do at dinner what level <laughs> and then what level you are on the team if you're a brand new rider and you're scraping for another contract and you're not racing very well you probably wouldn't invite your wife to dinner you would probably ask her to stay as far away as you possibly can um, all right, so stage 12, we have from Osimo to Imola. Looks like a flat sprinter stage, and it looks like it's up the east coast of Italy. Uh, it's a 214K stage. Um, it doesn't look like, I mean, it looks like your prototypical um, sprinter stage. So, I mean, there's two, three little bumps. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean little bumps. And right. the coast is not known known for being hill, hill, that hilly in Italy. So, um, stage thirteen. So here's a day where they they go to a different they different town from where they 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 finish. From start and finish. So they start in Ferrara, and then they uh, the 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 ends of the stage is Nervesa della Battaglia. Man. I wonder if I, I wonder if we have any listeners in Italy that are just. I can check. I can check. They're just completely offended <laughs> with the way that we pronounce. I don't think I did that bad there. No, really. Nervesa della Battaglia. Nervesa della Battaglia. 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 I think we're adding an extra I in there when we say it. Battaglia. Battaglia. It's L I A. Well, I think we're adding an extra I. But it's good. It's a thought uh, that counts. Again, looks relatively flat till we get to the end of the stage, and then there's three little bumps right. to go over. So, again, most likely a sprinter stage. Uh, this one is 180K. Um, let's go back to stage... Oh, here's where we get good. Stage 14. <laughs> San Vito... Right. Al Tagliamento mm-hmm. to Monte Zancolon. Yeah. The Zancolon. Zancolon. Ooh, that looks good. That would be <laughs> that would be where where, where they might send che- Chevis off. If if Froome had the ability to attack, he would attack. He on doesn't like stage. to be he doesn't on any stage. He doesn't like to he, he like I always say Sky doesn't race well from behind and Sky just doesn't do well if they're not in the lead. Mm-hmm. And so, so we got a, a this bit. would be this would be where um, uh, Michigan would send would send Chavez 
maybe on an earlier climb, this category three, a little early, um, and then and then see what happens and draw people out. So uh, it looks like as you're looking at the stage profile, it goes up and up and up and up. Three three climbs towards the end, or four climbs toward, toward the end. Three three good size one uphill finish. Looks like the last ten or so k are uphill. And yeah, it looks, it's very steep. It looks steep. It's very <laughs> it looks steep. steep. So that should be a fun one for uh, stage fourteen. And what day? I would assume what fi- day of the week was that? I think fourteen is going to be Friday. Okay. No, fourteen Saturday. Uh, stage fifteen. I'm assuming this is also going to be a mountain stage. It looks to be that way. Uh, Talmezo to Zapata. Um, it looks like there's about four or five cat four four category climbs, and you've got three bumps, a slight uphill finish or mountaintop finish for the last one. Yeah, this is pretty. This is going to be one. K. This is going to be one for the breakaway. Um, oh, you think so? Yeah. The, the yeah. So does Sky try and get somebody out in that group to maybe help Froome up? Mm, probably and maybe not. maybe pick some time. And up they here? have the rest day and the time trial immediately after the rest day. I think this is going to be more of a survival stage where if if a breakaway with no one under twenty minutes got went away, no one would be upset about it. Okay. This is like the Tim Wellens kind of stage or the um, the guys that are really far down on GZ. All right, so at the same time as this, we have the uh, the Tour of California started yesterday, correct? Correct. Um, stage one was a sprinter stage. Yes, uh, Long Beach. Uh, it was actually a circuit race. I think they they did 11, 11 loops. Uh, oh, sweet. Um, so everybody got a chance to see uh, quite a bit so we've got of, of the race. The winner is from Quick Step. Man, they're having a great spring. Fernando Gavira. Gavira. Um, Colombian rider. Mm-hmm. Beat out Caleb Ewan. Yeah, the little, the little, the little run. And uh, you don't like him? No, he sprints like Cavendish. He's oh, so really? far uh, over the stem that I'm so afraid he's going to crash. Um, just watching him, it's like I don't enjoy watching him. Sprint. And he beat out uh, Sagan. Well, he kind of hooked Sagan. Uh, Sagan didn't really have the speed to win the stage, but but Ewing kind of moved over on Sagan a little bit. Did but did Sagan chose not to crash. That's good. Well, he's got. He didn't hook his handlebar underneath, and then he's, blame. He's got to get his blame, jersey back for blame, the tour. And blame Caleb Ewing for crashing him. <laughs> that did not happen. I th- I feel like he's got a lot more invested, like as a brand. Yes. You know, and uh, I think uh, yeah, he was a little uh, Sagan was a little late to start sprinting, and who knows? Maybe they worked out who's going to go for what stages, kind of deal, or, or something like that. So. So. Today, um, it's interesting. How how long is the the tour of California? Nine, ten days. Nine? I believe it's a nine day stage race. It goes Sunday to Sunday. So May thirteenth to the nineteenth. Yeah. Uh, today's stage was a hilly one. Yeah, they um, finished on Gibraltar today. Where's that? Los Angeles. Right? Okay. So Colombian Egan Bernal wins. Um, it was interesting. I was I caught the last hour of the race while I was watching the baby. Team Sky had complete control of it. They had a guy up front doing the normal pacemaking. 
And then as soon as he cracked, uh, we had a couple moves that got picked up pretty quickly. And then Bernal decided to attack, and no one was able to really... No one could go with him. No one he looked like he was him. in trouble at first. It looked like he was in trouble in the group. He was sitting back by Van Garderen, right? who just, just has nothing in the tank when it comes to these climbs. Like, he can't... It's like he can't put the bike in the right gear and find his way out of trouble. It's super, True. super odd. Yes, definitely. Um, it's, and the other thing I noticed about Bernal, he looks a lot like he's got like a similar build to Froome. He's just not as tall. Uh, well, he's Colombian. I guess he. There, your buddy Leggett was talking about how he beat um, my buddy. <laughs> he sent me a text last night about him. <laughs> I was like, "What did he do now?" He's so awful. I totally forgot how awful he was. You know, it's funny when. Um, is it Vandeveld who's in the booth with him? He's the voice of reason between the two of them? Well, it should be Paul Sherwin and Vandeveld in the booth. Phil should just be out somewhere. They have Bob Roll and Jens Voigt at the finish I know, they've line. got all five of them. And, it's and then they have uh, um, Perino. What's his name on the bike? Perino's on the motorcycle. So I don't... I, I don't know how they can afford to have all those guys. Spring training for the Tour de France. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Um, so Bernal wins. I believe Yates may have finished second or third. Um, uh, Micah. Micah, Micah finished second. And then Polish at, rider. Yeah. Was he on Lotto Sudal last year or? No, he was on Bora last year. Also, did he have a red and white? Was he wearing a red and he white was jersey? His or was national years Polish. Ago? Might have been Polish. I really like him. He's the one that um, won a couple of stages for Tinkoff. Two years ago. And Tinkoff said he was going to buy him and asked him, Martin, if he won another stage and reneged on it. (gasps) Or said he didn't say it. Yates finished third. Yes. Uh, Talonek from Lotto Jumbo, uh, fourth. Daniel Martinez, fifth. It was funny to see BMC because they had two... It looked like they had two leaders. Was Van well, Gardner's Brent, well, Brooke Walter was originally... This wasn't supposed to be on Van Gardner's calendar. And some stuff got moved around. So it was a good thing because Brooke Walter cracked really hard. Yeah, about really, two miles down. Really Three early. miles down. Um, do we need to preview any of the stages of the, the Tour of California? Or you want move move on uh, to, to soccer? Let's see. Tour of California... Um, I didn't see any of Phil Guyman's uh, cookie corner. Tomorrow so is King City to Monterey County. Stage four is uh, looks like a time trial in San well, Jose. Yeah, well, the uh, tomorrow stage goes to Laguna Seca. That's a pretty cool finish. Do they ride on the track or no? some of it? That's awesome. It's pretty. That's it's pretty, pretty neat. neat. Um, and then San Jose. The, the, actually, the time trial this year is in San Jose. Um, and then Stockton to Elk Grove. Folsom to South Lake Tahoe, um, and then Sacramento will be kind of the finishing loops. Oh, so it's only a seven-day race. I thought it was more than that. I thought it was two. I thought it was nine. Right. So I guess it goes sun- Sunday to Sunday. or Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. I thought they got permission to go Sunday to Sunday. I actually thought it, they got Saturday, Sunday, all the way to the next Saturday and Sunday, but mm. that didn't work out. Um, you think that... Uh, um, you think it's going to be? I don't think the Skyrider is going to end up winning. Bernal, winning you don't think race. so? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to time trial well enough. Uh, with a thirty-five k time trial, 
Um, How long will that take? About an hour and a half? 34K? Yeah. Oh, no, no I'm thinking 34 miles. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably like going to take them about... 30 or 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, depending on how hilly it is. It's not the big bear time trial that it usually is. Well, one um, of those other three stages has to be a hill, a hill stage, right? Well, South Lake Tahoe is yeah. is a lot of climbing, but it doesn't necessarily all end up... It isn't all at the finish. Um, so that's a good place to break people up. And then I don't think this El Grove one is actually very hilly either, so... Yeah, so not much, uh, not much at all. So, one more uh, a time trial and one more climbing stage really to separate people and then see what happens. Oh, what was I gonna? I saw something that I wanted to mention, but I'll I'll think of it. Um, last night, Atlanta United played Orlando, and um, it was an interesting game to watch. Um, Atlanta at Orlando, right. There was an odd play in the first half. I don't know if you caught highlights or any of the game. No, actually, I haven't seen any of it. So I just I just always check to make uh, see how many uh, saves Guzan has. DNP suspended. <laughs> I got it wrong. He didn't was grab it? the guy's ankle. He he flat out tripped him. Spikes up. Spikes up. I saw it. I was actually watching it when you were telling me about so it. So our backup goalie was actually injured. I thought he was on. They said he was alone. He's injured. So we had. He was back for the game. He's got the best last name in, in sports. Uh-oh, who's that? Come! <laughs> um, Do the kids even know what that is? They probably don't. Well, no, the second Star Trek movie was... Uh, um, oh, that, they Con, did, uh, basically. Yeah, they, uh, with forgot Benedict about Cumber, that. whatever his name is. Right. Um, I thought he played well. I, I thought he kept his cool. Um, he the final score was two to one. He only let in one goal. Right. At that point, they were already up two nothing. It was a, a thing. I believe he did make a mistake, um, and the Orlando just got the ball in and, and, and put it in. Um, so the odd play at the beginning of the game, or like maybe 15, 20 minutes in. Right. Uh, Almiron gets the ball, passes it to Barco. They're coming up the left sideline. Right. Somehow Garza moves into position from defense into the 18-yard box in between three guys. Wow. They pass him the ball, and he's got his back to the goal. If he turns counterclockwise, he's got a clear shot at both posts. Wow. Instead, he turns to the outside and just stops with the ball. Somebody grabs him on the shoulder and throws him down. They get a penalty kick. Really? It was a super odd play. So was it deserved or not deserved? It was it was soft, right? But the guy put his hand on his shoulder and pushed him down, right? Well, in the box, in the box. You can't, you know, you can't do that. That started. A, so he only did it because he knew he was going to score if he didn't. No, he turned like the wrong pass, way. He like turned pass the wrong interference, way. pass interference when you got to grab grab the guy by the waist because you know it's a touchdown no matter if you don't do it. If it was Martinez or Almarone or Barco or any one of the offensive players, I would have said that. But it was Garza. He instinctively turned to the outside to play the ball outside for the cross right. instead of turning to the middle and having a wide open shot at the goal. Wow. It was super weird. So we get a penalty kick. Martinez puts it in. Up one nothing. Um, later in the half, Almiron uh, passes the corner. We get a we get the defense drops too low for Orlando. Right. 
Barco and Almarone are left alone at the top of the 18-yard box. The right. ball goes past Almarone. Barco puts it in under the crossbar and scores. A, a beautiful wow. goal. Um, this also was... It was odd to see. So Orlando had won, I believe, six in a row at this point. Really? And the entire game, they were begging for calls and they were continuing to foul. And it was it was unbearable. Orlando, Orlando unbearable, was fouling? Unbearable to watch. Orla- so Orlando was foul- fouling. Yes. To the point where there was a play in like the 85th minute where the guy, a guy actually tripped himself before he got slid tackled and bitched that he didn't get the call. And it was clear he dragged his feet and, and was already tripping himself before the guy got in front of him to slide tackle him. Wow. And he got a yellow card for it. Good there must have been five or six yellows on Orlando. Dang. I thought the one guy who hit... Who hit uh, um, Garza in the box. He had a yellow card maybe five minutes later. Go, that guy's going to get red carded. He's not going to make it through the whole game. Wow, it was it was ugly. There was almost but like, he didn't get almost red like two fights. He didn't. There were almost two fights. Getting jippy, huh? Yeah, it was. You know, it's hard enough to watch soccer with all the diving and stuff. And I, I think our team dives more than anybody. <laughs> no, really. Oh, I think it's it's really bad. Um, you know, but they're all. South Americans. This is an art form down there. Um, you know, it makes it makes the game significantly harder to watch. But yes, you know, when it goes in your favor, a lot of the time you're not going to bitch too much. <laughs> so um, I believe that was uh, Atlanta United played three games in eight days. They went two and one. I believe their next game is Sunday. I believe they have another stretch here where they play. They're off all week till Sunday, and I believe they play a, a midweek game and a Saturday or Sunday game again right. in the in the following week. So I think we're at that point in the schedule where they're going to start playing two. Well, you thought it was because the European. I think the season. European thing's done now, right? Or it's close to being done. Um, so I think you're going to see them play like four games every three weeks, right? Or um, six games every four weeks, something like that, something to that effect. Right. Um, did you catch any of the players' championship? I watched a little bit of it. Um, you said Webb Simpson won. Webb Simpson won pretty easily. You said Tiger finished 11th. Right. Um, I saw highlight speed fumbles hold out on on 17. Yeah, but I don't think he he barely... He I might think have he been barely made the tight. cut. Yeah. Well, him, Tiger, and Ricky Fowler... No, Ricky Fowler, I think, missed the cut, didn't he? He was... Sitting low. Yeah. And, and we did the podcast on Thursday and he was like minus plus nine or yeah. something. But no, that was Phil. Oh, that was Phil. Yep. Um, yeah, Spieth, I always like watching. I could just sit there and watch the 17th hole. Right. Just the tee shots because the pin placement is always important. And um, there's usually like one hole in one or one really close to a hole in one. Right. Or even the drama of landing it on the island. Watching it roll back towards the the planks before right. it rolls off. Um, nothing surprising there, though. Oh, Tiger eleventh. That's not bad. No, it's not. well. He shot. He barely made the cut. He was on the number to make the cut. Oh wow! And so, so he must have had a bad Friday. Seventy-two. He was 70, even on. He was even he on. He was Thursday. one under. I think one under was what made the cut, and he mm. made it. Then he shot at 65, which is the lowest round at the players ever. Oh, really? Yes. 
He brought it. Yeah, he, everything clicked for him. The driver's starting to work a little bit better. Well, someone said he had switched to... TaylorMade. TaylorMade irons. From, he was using... He was using TaylorMade woods. I know that much. He was on... I believe he... I thought he was using TaylorMade irons, but I could be wrong. I think I think he was having a hard time um, of... I don't think he was playing Callaways. Right. He was having or a hard things. time with them. Just getting used to them. Well, I mean, how... He might have been using Mizunos, actually. No, he was. I think he was using uh, TaylorMade Woods and Titleist Irons. And right. he probably switched to TaylorMade Irons. <laughs> I know he uses Bridgestone Balls. Right. And he's still Nike uh, clothing. Clothing. Um, we got Major coming up? What's next? The no, British Open? British Open is in July. Or no, um, US Open is uh, Father's Day. So, so still over a, a month out. Okay. Did you talk to your mom yesterday? I did. Okay. She doing all right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Did you see my post about Jessica? What's that? Did you see my post about Jessica? Yeah. We got a first timer here. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was a nice picture. Yeah. That was at Drew's house. Oh, really? We went over there for pool and barbecue. Nice. Yep. How did Violet do in the pool? She did not go in the pool. Um, NHL playoffs. We're down to the conference finals. Um, in an odd twist, Washington goes down to Tampa and steals two. That is really odd. I They've didn't think won they were playing that well. Seven out of eight on the road. If I'm seven out of eight or six out of eight on the road, something crazy, right? Um, I think they, blew, they beat them bad last night, six two. It was they awful. beat them 6-2 both games. Well, actually, the Lightning have not scored a goal uh, not even on strength. the power play. Even, str- even strength. Even yep. Man, if, if Washington can sneak through this round, they'll definitely blow it in the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they could. You never know what they're going to get. Um, you know, what's interesting to me is, like, I think Ovechkin might be a better player... Or a better leader later in his career than he was earlier in his career. Well, eventually you want to win. Just to I think he's up. always wanted to win, but I think you just get tired of losing to Sidney Crosby. Is that it? I think I think it's got to be it, right? I don't. I don't think that's yeah. his biggest rival. Yeah. Uh, you know, he knows he's getting up in age, and he's got to do it sooner or later. So. Yeah, no. It doesn't. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to ever win a gold medal for Russia unless he retires around an Olympic year and, and plays. Well, you never know how long those guys are going to go. So that's true. I mean, well, I, I fully expect him to retire from the NHL sometime in the next four or five years, so he can play over there for four or five years and make some real money. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he owns one of the teams. Well, cool. So I think he owns the be, team that Kovalchuk plays for. He's a. Uh, he's going to be uh, our part owner. He's going to be the um, Mario Lemieux of Russia, of, uh, Russia, <laughs> of the KHL. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, how about your Atlanta Thrashers? Winnipeg? Are they, they're they up, aren't they? They're up 1-0. I believe they're playing tonight. For their second game? Yes. They're up 1-0 on Vegas. And I think they won handily like 4-1. 4-2 in game one. Right. Um. 
They're crediting it all to the trade they made for Stasny. No, because no idea. I don't watch the Western Conference. Hockey. Right. <laughs> because he's that much of a baller, or maybe where'd they get him from? Uh, ooh, I don't know where he came from. Colorado or Calgary or. Well, interesting. Yeah, I don't think they were playing bad though before. No, I mean they've been they've been. I mean they were the second or third best team in the conference. Right. So I mean I think they're they're relatively good. Um, I mean they deserve to be where they are. Right. They beat good teams. So, um, and they've got a one one nothing lead on, lead on Las Vegas. Um, Preakness is this weekend. Man, this is a short episode. Is it? What are we on? Thirty seven minutes. Oh, we haven't even finished yet. This is the last subject. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, I was thinking of restaurant story actually. I was at, oh, really? I was at Starbucks. I have a good one for you. Okay. Uh, Preakness is this weekend. It looks like it's only nine horses. Light field. Um, the worst odds on the horse is, I think, what did I say, 30 to 1? That's pretty wild. Um, Justify, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, is a 1 to 2 favorite. So, so if, if you, you bet, a, bet a, dollar, a dollar, you win 50 cents. Wow. Justifying. Hmm. Good hmm. Magic is 3 to 1. That's the second. And I wrote down tenfold. I believe he's the Irish horse that was in the Derby. Oh, he's 20 to 1. Oh, you're looking up something. Um, Pop up ad. <laughs> um, gosh. Oh, I talked. I got a message from Scott Patton yesterday. We can talk about this really quick. Maggie from. Uh yeah, Maggie and Katie from the KK. Yeah, he's like, hey, I don't know if you know, we might want to do a shout out just because, you know, everybody around the track knows him. I it took me a minute to figure out who it was, but. Right. You know, I've had my run-ins with them, and they're great ladies. <laughs> that was, I always bring a little energy to the snack bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone they can complain to about me was more than welcome in their... In their <laughs> I noticed that they weren't, they weren't, they didn't have anything at the last race. Uh, well, it's wedding cake season. Gotcha. So, it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, I believe Maggie's not a, um, not feeling very well, and Katie's been having a pull a lot of slack in the family business uh they do uh <clears throat> they do do some uh individual desserts and such out of the bakery um in east atlanta on saturdays uh most of their business comes from wedding cakes and uh large corporate uh, event cakes and um birthdays and and that and so um uh, i do wish them the best and i hope, I hope uh, uh, maggie gives a speed recovery i feel for katie and i know maggie uh is probably really, really upset that Katie has to pull, take a full pull uh, right now, um, and so I hope uh, I hope things uh, ease up for them in the near in the near future. Yeah, in a good in a good way, and everyone feels better and and can can get things going on. It's a brain tumor. I wasn't hundred percent, so I didn't wasn't gonna. I I read the post and didn't want to like pry too much, but I'm uh, Scott asked me to do this, so I'm doing it. Yeah, I think and, Katie. And I, had, hey, I've I think Katie had come home and Maggie. Uh, Maggie was passed out um, and taken to the hospital, and some things some things aren't well. So if I don't know the specifics, I always hate to. Right, you don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, don't want to discuss. No, and, and you know, like I said, my run-ins with them were always entertaining. <laughs> they're great ladies. and yes. they're very very hard workers, and yes. they've uh, been huge supporters of the Velodrome. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, always a 
always tough to hear about um especially small business owners uh when when you're half the team uh there really is no there's really no way to make that uh that other that other roll up um i sent you a picture on saturday i got a chance violet was violet was sitting in my lap while i was playing jeopardy i saw it um and uh, i posted my score there is a way to play multiple players wow uh, so we could set it up, and what they do is they pull an old episode. So I got one from like 2013. Wow. Well, Chris has seen supposedly Anunziata has seen every episode of Jeopardy. So do do they take a Jeopardy break each year for a couple of weeks, or yeah, I think do they, they just have to. do they just roll? No, they they they. I I would think that they probably do 40 weeks of episodes a year around right. there, and then they just run the. They run the, the they have the team tournament, the teacher tournament. They have all these different tournaments that they run as well. Um, so it was funny. I, I just like pit, take the first episode, second category, hockey terms. Really? <laughs> yes. Did you get them all right? I got. I think I have four out of five. I was like, what the hell is this one? Nice. What um, was the five hundred question? It was the answers were check, puck. Puck was the one I got wrong. Puck? So they said, this guy in 1981 wrote a cuisine book on, like, Cajun cooking. Wolfgang Puck? Yeah, I just like, what the hell does that have to do with hockey? And then I was like, Wolfgang Puck, I'm like, oh, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) But, so it syncs up with your iPhone, just like Chris said it would. Right. And the question gets wrong, they they read the question, so it's it's like you're, you're watching a live episode of Jeopardy. Right. You get the there's a buzzer on your on your screen. You hit the buzzer. You get to ring in before any of the contestants. Wow. Um, I don't know how it'll work in a multi-person game, but I basically I knew there had to been a virtual world version of Jeopardy around. Here's the best part. So I I get like I'm at like twenty thousand right. Right. Because even if I get it right and the players get it right, the, you basically double the score. Right. So I get to the final Jeopardy and it's like presidential. Um, presidential distinctions is the category. I'm like, zero. I'm not betting anything. What's up? This just came out in the news. The Supreme Court strikes down federal law prohibiting sports gambling. That was this morning. I actually saw that this morning. And gives the states go ahead to legalize betting on sports. Adam Silver knew this was coming. That's why he's been working so hard that way. The The NFL has been against this. You know who's behind this too? Chris Christie. Oh, really? Yeah, he, I think he took this to the Supreme Court in like 2012. Because New Jersey wanted to, to get bookies, and they got they were told they couldn't. Right. Wow. People were betting. There's always a way to bet. I mean, I, I've that's been true. betting for years. That's true. Um, where was I in Jeopardy? Oh, final Jeopardy presidential distinctions. Really? So I went, I'm like, there's no way I'm getting this right. Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you didn't play, get more than Play it safe. Play it safe. This president has served, is the longest serving post. Federal employee? Or? No. Out of office, he's been the longest serving ex-president. He holds the record for longest, something like longest serving ex-president. Is it Harding? No. It's the guy that went to the Supreme Court 
No. Or wait, who is it? So the first person answers like Harding. No, that's not it. The second one answers Roosevelt. No, that's not it. The third one answers Gerald Ford. I'm like, come on. And he hinted at it that the guy was, Alex hinted that the guy was still alive. Oh. And I wrote down Jimmy Carter. Oh. Well, Jimmy doesn't have anything to do with the government. He's the longest serving, or he's the longest. He He's the longest, the longest, li- longest, longest living, living president. That's what it was. Well, that's totally different. I'm sorry. Than I'm than like, the, I don't remember what the nice question Nice try. But I got it right. For zero, For zero dollars. So Trebek gave the the clue after the t- no, no. question? So the second person said, a uh, second person might have said Ford or, or Roosevelt. And he goes, oh. no, it's somebody that's still alive. Oh. <laughs> and, it, you know, then I'm like, well, that, I definitely got this right. It's Jimmy right. Carter. Because, you know, Reagan's dead, and then... Yes. The Bush didn't die yet, did he? Uh, He's close. I believe Herbert H.W. is still alive. Barbara just died a couple weeks ago, but right. he was in rough shape as right. well. Because they would have a... They would have had a uh, yeah. presidential... Right. Um, yeah, so just Barbara's... Favorite ex-la- ex-first lady? Favorite? Yeah. Mine? Got a favorite? I don't know. It's Betty, Betty Ford was a drinker. But then she tried to cure us all. I don't know. Nancy Reagan, maybe? Say no to drugs? I didn't care for Nancy very much. Barbara Bush? She's the most grandmotherly of all. Yes, without a doubt. With a, and honestly, if she said to do, if she asked me to do something, I would do it without any question. Yes, asked. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How quickly do you need it? <laughs> and just Where do you do want it. me to put it? I totally would be that way with her. So, um, Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> don't know much about her. That's before my. That's before my time. Uh, I don't even know if Gerald Ford was married. Betty Ford. Oh, Betty Ford. What am I thinking? I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, it's definitely not Hillary. <laughs> Uh, hard to call her a first lady. Michelle Obama was a good first lady. Yeah, she was. Not that I ever voted for her husband. Well, she seemed to. He, he ended up being a pretty good president. You know, like vice presidents. You know, if, if you favorite vice president. If you can't say anything, Dan Quayle. Of course, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the word he spelled wrong? Yes. <laughs> it happens. It could have been. Uh, if uh, what's his name had won that election in '94, uh, oh, uh, Ross Perot, who was his running mate? Uh, the the old, army guy, the old army colonel. Yes. <laughs> he was uh, the army guy. He would have been awesome. Um, <clears throat> you had a, a restaurant story. We haven't heard a restaurant story from Barman in a while. Well, we we kind of we've been running out of restaurant stories, and when one came to mind, um, it uh, has to do with. And you know this very well about me. Um, I don't like people who don't come in. If we're in a restaurant situation and we're managing and you and I are managing the restaurant, I really don't like people coming in and not ordering things. I don't like them wandering around. I don't like them looking at things like casing the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Either you want to come in and enjoy your time Working in town, I always got the feeling that when people were asking for food uh, or were asking if they, you know, they're hard on times, they need 30 more cents to get to here or there, that their main reason for doing that was actually just to figure out how welcoming you would be to them mm-hmm. uh, in in their supposed time in need. Right. And um, 
kind of checking the place out to see if the servers what they could get away if, with if the ser- if the servers leave stuff around or whether there's purses or phones in the in the hostess stand i mean how many times have we had phones stolen off the host stand when they go to seat someone and they leave their they leave their cell phone or their purse in the in the host stand mm-hmm. up there I know if I I don't carry a purse myself like you do, but if I had a purse, I would not. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones carries one. <laughs> and uh, Indiana uh, Jones was an answer, and I said, "Who is Henry Indiana Jones?" Because <laughs> there was a whole movie category too that I ran. So this subject came up because a lot of people call me. I don't care about the homeless, or I don't care about people in need. Or sure. people who need to be fed in that. And so um, I do, and I wish everyone the best, and, and, and I hope they do. However, that doesn't mean you can come into a restaurant I'm running and case the joint because you want a free uh, a free burger. And I can't give you a burger. If if I gave one person a free burger... You'd be back every day. Then you'd be back every day, and a hundred of your friends would be back in. And that's just not a road that you can go down for the safety of your employees, for the safety of the restaurant... For the business, for just the way the, the business runs. So, I don't know if you remember this story. Some of it comes from PC, but I believe her name was Stool Pigeons. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Um, it was Melody. Melody Moon. Yeah, I remember Melody well. Me- Melody had given me so much crap because I wouldn't even give give anyone anything or let anyone. As soon as this any- homeless person walked in the front door, Barma was like. Out. out. <laughs> I would just <laughs> out. And the guy would be like, no, it was the same dude every day. It's the same Out. The same thing. He would try every day and like, get out. <laughs> so it's Super Bowl Sunday, which in the restaurants isn't very profitable because everyone sits. There's only so much you can eat or drink. You make, in this. You make money in the first hour of the game and you make zero money zero. in the last hour of the game. Unless you've got a bunch of fans there. Right. I remember this because it was the Colts. Yes. Big Manning's first Super Bowl. I do remember that. So we had a, that, was a, that place was packed that night. Yes. So Melody had given me so much crap about the way I treated homeless that I didn't care, that I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to help human beings, and that I was just an asshole. And so Super Bowl Sunday, you know, I think, I think everybody had maybe a four or five table section um, they, and we were zoned out correctly, so no one was really having to go too far. Yeah, I was in service bar, if I remember correctly. And so, um, end of the game, end of the game time, or it might have wrapped up in the last minute and a half or so. So there were a lot of people kind of roaming around, and, and we were about to switch to the music and do all that. And if you remember the guy that used to wear the San Diego Padres, um, he had a San Diego Padres, like the old school 70s. When the chicken first started, Padres, you, um, he had gotten in somehow because we were so busy um, that I couldn't see him from behind the bar. Um, but what I did see through the crowd was someone moving a lot faster than they should have been. And it was actually Melody's table that had left like $260 down to pay their bill. And he had grabbed it. It was that second booth next to the AV equipment. And he was he was running out the door. And I saw him moving too quickly, and I went after him. And so we went up Peachtree. 
out of stool pigeons, headed south up Peachtree. He cut across the road a couple of times. I cut across the road a couple of times. And then finally, uh, he went past McCray's, and I was chasing him past McCray's. And then um, the people that were outside smoking from McCray's were pointing at him <laughs> as I was going by. And then he and then he finally got went into one of those houses off of Juniper and had gone into this gentleman's house. And I was at the doorstep and I politely knocked. And a lawyer came to the door and gave me a business card and said that this was his client or something. It was really odd. Like a, maybe a parole officer or something like that. So he gave me the his business card. And then I walked back to Stool Pigeons. And I remember Melody was just there crying. And she, she just looked at me and was like, are you going to make me pay the bill? And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to make you pay the bill, but I want you to apologize to me for not letting those people in and understanding how we do business and knowing that there could have been guest checks on the on the table that have $260 in cash that they could grab before before you grab. Wow. Remember that one? I don't. Yeah, I chased that dude all the That's way That's a up long Peach. way. All the way up, Petrie. I was in better shape. Yeah. I was in better shape then than I am now. Not not as good a shape as I, I I was as I was um maybe two or three years ago. But I had cha- I had chased him all the way up and he was the guy I used to wear San Diego Padres um stuff he'd gotten it whatever for free. Um and used to act like he was walking for a limp when he was asking for people for money on Peachtree. And I tell you what, man, he was upright and running just fine when he was when he was heading when he was heading up Peachtree. Um what I remember from that night was I was working, I was pretty sure I worked service bar. Um, it would have been me, PC, and maybe Kimmy. On point. And PC, maybe PC maybe and one, and maybe Dan. Probably. And then the bar, the restaurant um, was It was packed. probably just the three of you. It was probably just three bartenders. Yeah. The bar was packed. Yeah. We had the mega buckets going. Yeah, we were way over capacity. Um, as soon as the game was, was that the night we started or was the national championship the game we played living on a prayer? Right uh, when the game no, ended. No, it was the college national, <laughs> it was the college national championship. Uh, that was the Ohio the, State. The, the best part about. That was the Ohio State one. The Texas? One? Ohio State, Texas? Texas. Or, or Ohio State, uh, USC. Ohio State, USC maybe? Ohio State, Miami? Was it 2000? Would have been like 05? Yeah, right around there. Um. What was I going to say? I don't remember. The best, oh, the best part about working the Super Bowl was the game's over at 10.30. Yes. So to work till 10.30 on a Sunday night and then have your whole Sunday free? Yes. Because <laughs> normally you're there to like 12 or whatever, yeah. the, whenever the city shuts and down all the bars. And we were so slow, and we were so slow yes. before the game. Because yeah. everyone, everyone's either exercising or getting, do, doing whatever beforehand. And then... All right, that does it for episode 41. Uh, we'll probably be back. I'm going to post this maybe tomorrow night. Okay. Um, just because we posted that episode on Thursday. Um, we'll be back next Monday, I guess. Yeah, probably. We'll be back next Monday with episode 42. Um, if you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. Uh, share it with your friends on, on iTunes, on uh, Google Play on Podbean on Facebook on Twitter tell everybody about it um, speaking of which we're on 
Facebook and Twitter. Mike's on LinkedIn if you need a birthday wish. Birthday wish. (laughs) Always get me with that one. Yep. Um, We're both on LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, If you want to follow us on Facebook uh, at, or I'm sorry, on Facebook, it's just the Barman and Bevo podcast. You can find either myself or Michael Barman, Michael Vander or Michael Barman on Facebook. On Twitter, at underscore Coach Barman. Um, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod is our, our Twitter page. And my Twitter page is at Bevo8771. Um, we'll be back next Monday. We'll cover the rest of the Giro stages from this week. We'll cover the Tour of California. We'll have another Atlanta United game for you. By then, we should know maybe one of the teams heading to the NHL to the Stanley Cup Finals, if not both. We'll have your Preakness winners. Um, and we'll probably maybe start previewing. Maybe, we'll do, maybe something will happen interesting in baseball. Um, so we can cover that. Or NFL. Maybe Des Bryant will be signed by then. What? Oh, wing bracket. Any updates on that? I went up to Castleberry the other night on Friday night and got a great batch of wings. Really, I, w- I had some at Taco Mac. They were awful. Um, uh, I've I've got a couple of open weekends uh, okay. coming up. So actually, maybe we could do uh, wings and podcast on Sunday night because um, I'm not I'm not doing much on Sunday. We'd have an Atlanta, uh, Atlanta United game too. Yeah. So if you can um, if you can get out, we could knock uh, we could knock some of that off and get back to uh and get back at it let's see when that next atlanta united game i think it's sunday night uh 20th five days from now may 20th what's that yeah so we could actually do wings and podcast on the 20th if you wanted that's sunday night okay yeah that's fine That should work for me. All right. That does it for episode 41. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Barman and Bevo podcast for you. Thanks for listening. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, yeah. Flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way, the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Don't understand to keep a show in my hands and not my face.